0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to week number seven of the NFL season here on the Fantasy Magnet Podcast on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, your host, at Loafinit on Twitter, and I am joined by the man who is just tearing up DFS slates left and right over at Aaron Torres Media. Uh, It's JB Berry, at Fantasy Coach JB on Twitter. How you doing, JB?
1: Doing good, Wes. A little sleepless, but doing well over here. Trying to just (laughs) navigate our way through this crazy week.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it is a crazy week. You and I were talking a little bit beforehand about our Scott Fishbowl uh, waiver claims and everything, and you like to go in there after the waivers have been made just to see who, you, who maybe people have dropped.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like to be a little sneaky in that sense. I do put in my regular waiver claims that I need for the week before, but then once waivers run, I like to hop back in there and see who has dropped in my league and see if there's an opportunity for me to just scoop somebody up. For free that I might be able to use. I mean, for instance, I had Juwan Johnson sitting on my bench as my fourth tight end behind yeah. Andrews, Hawkinson and Ertz. So, like, I'm yeah. never going to really put him in my lineup. So somebody dropped Ronald Jones this week. And mm-hmm. although I probably wouldn't use Ronald Jones either. I think Ronald Jones is a high end handcuff right now. So if something were to happen to Fournette, I just picked him up and stashed him on my bench for free. And he becomes a plug and play if something were to happen to Fournette. So, I mean, something like that that I could pick up for free. It's just churning the bottom of your bench and and paying attention to what's going on.
0: Yeah, those are league winners right there sometimes. you know, Even if they give uh, Uncle Lenny a couple of weeks off there at some point, which they probably will, uh, it seems like Bruce Arians is one of those guys that are really in touch with his team, and knowing that some of those veterans need a week or two off, especially during a 17-week season this year, uh, he might be able to be that starting tailback, and we both have talked about how Ronald Jones is explosive. I ended up picking up MVS for nothing in the Scott Fish Bowl. I think he is due back off of IR next week, possibly, but man, that, that schedule for green bay just really opens up after they go off their off their buy so i like that pickup i
1: got there you go see we're thinking ahead you got to think ahead in this league man (laughs) you got to think ahead in all these leagues but especially in this one where you're in a competition with 1900 people i mean you got to be a step ahead you got to do things a little differently so
0: that's what
1: we got to do man you, you do. and I need to check out to see if Deshaun Watson is out there on waivers
0: at all. Like maybe somebody in my league has dropped Deshaun, Deshaun Watson at this point. And rumors are, speculations are, that Houston and Miami are really close to making a deal.
1: There's so many rumors going around, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Like, <laughs> one person was saying it's a three-team deal with Washington, with Tua going to Washington. And then somebody else said that Denver's rumored to ha- to land Tua. So, I don't know what kind of carousel is going to happen, or maybe nothing happens. So, yeah. you know, speculative ads are always good, but, you know, I, I-, I checked for Watson. He's not available in my division, so... I mean, I guess it's worth a stash if you have two starting quarterbacks and you just want to throw somebody there that could end up getting a job.
0: Oh, look, at I, I got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, and Tua. I've been down to one quarterback at some time, if you include Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback earlier in the year. You know, it's been really tough going, tough sledding for me in the Scott Fish Bowl. Uh, the, 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 I I, I was taken advantage of during draft day, J.B. I was taking advantage of. Hey, uh, let's get into this magnet podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Uh, you can find J.B. at Fantasy Coach JB. He's always putting out articles there towards the end of the week for all your start sick questions. Also, your DFS action he's got going on. Even tomorrow night, I think you do a little showdown action uh, over at Aaron Torres Media, right? Oh, yeah, and I got to write that one up when I finish here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this, what we do here on the Fantasy Magnus. And we're, our, our eyes have moved towards a DFS slate, and and we help you out week to week for fantasy purposes as far as start sit questions and everything here. But also, we're, we're turning our eyes to the DFS stuff. I think you and I have gotten into DFS pretty hard and heavy this year, JB, and it's really always something new each week, so that's always fun.
1: Yeah, it is, and it gives you an opportunity to, like, Perfect example for me, Wes, is is Cooper Cup. Like I I've right. regretted not drafting Cooper Cup for this entire season. And it's because just wherever he fell in the draft, I found myself like taking Chris Godwin or something like that, you know, that was in that same area as him. And obviously I regret not having as many shares of Cooper Cup as I'd like. So playing DFS gives you an opportunity to have Cooper Cup in your lineup like I did last week. I had him in, in the DFS Flash podcast and he went off for two touchdowns last week. So I still felt like I had a piece of him. (laughs) <laughs> it's
0: always good to have a, a little piece of a cup. You know, it just makes you feel complete. Hey, so mm-hmm. what we do is we take the, the slate for Sunday, the whole game, all the games, and we break down each one of them, even t- on Thursday night this week, we do this. And so we kind of break them down four, four, and five this week, JB, and we rank them. We rank the players and we'll talk about them where we think that they'll do this week. Uh, our first little uh, tier, our first tier is Denver versus Cleveland, Atlanta versus Miami, Carolina versus the Giants, and Cincinnati at the Baltimore Ravens, JB. And so I'm going to ask you this. Out of all these quarterbacks, rank these guys for me. And this, this first one is tough, but it's finally Case Keenum season. I was barking about Case Keenum last year. I said he's going to be my Ryan Tannehill kind of a guy last year. It never came to fruition. I don't think it'll come to fruition this year either. But would you rather
1: have Keenum or Sam Darnold this week? I think I'd go with Sam Darnold there. It's intriguing to you know get that Case Keenum start, and he's shown that he could be okay in in times that he starts, but not against the Denver defense. I I don't think. I mean, even with a situation where they don't have much in the running game because both of those backs are out, I still think I'm gonna go Darnold here.
0: I don't blame you. That's gonna be a really slow paced game, I believe. Really slow. I don't know what the under is for the first half, especially on that. But man the uh, under uh, the under in the first half sounds like a good wager to me. Uh would you have rather have Sam Darnold or Teddy Bridgewater? The Cleveland Browns give up 22 fantasy points to the quarterbacks JB.
1: Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think that game is going to be a little bit of a low-scoring, sloppy Thursday night game. So I am going to stay with Sam Darnold there. All right. Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? I'll stay with Donald because I do really? think that they win the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Daniel Jones. He had a bit of a rough game last week. And, you know, it, it's kind of a, I'd like to see him bounce back from that before I plug him in my lineup over Darnold, who also struggled a little bit in the first half last week. But his wide receivers didn't help him either. They had a lot of drops. And I don't know if that's going to continue this week.
0: Okay, well, you're correcting my rankings. I'm ranking, I put Jones ahead of Sam, but oh, that's fine. I'll I'll trust you. Sam Darnold or Tua Tongavalua, who is going against the team that lets up the most fantasy points against a quarterback. They give up 26 fantasy points per game to the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Yeah, and that's the key for me there, because Tua didn't look good last week. We also have to take in consideration that he was coming back off an injury. He missed a few weeks. He had to take a plane to London. It was a little bit of a weird situation for him to come back. So I wasn't high on Tua last week in his return. But in this matchup with an extra week to rest and practice, getting that Atlanta team playing at home, I think I'm going to go with Tua there.
0: Yeah, and, and you said an extra week of rest. I, I don't know. He does,
1: does. He get an extra week of rest? Aren't they like playing
0: on a short week this week? Especially coming from uh, uh, where do they come? New England or, or England? England, I guess. I, I <laughs> old, England. Yeah, <laughs> old England. Yeah, old England. okay <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's a it's a regular week's rest, let's call it. You know, they, okay. they chose not to have the bye week after the London game, which was weird because most yeah. people take that bye after the London game. But they chose not to. And, yeah, I mean, that could have an effect also traveling back that far. But they do have regular rest. So it's, it's let's you know, I, I think it's a better situation.
0: Yeah, he's a young kid. He'll bounce back quick. Two, uh, Tagovalu or, or or
1: or Ryan this week? Matt Ryan. Um, You know, Matt Ryan started to look better before the bye. Mm -hmm. Now he had a week to rest up and kind of heal those old bones. Uh, You know, he's going to have his wide receivers back. I think Ridley's back this week after missing the week before. So I think I give a slight lean to Ryan in a game that is probably going to be a close game. Yeah, Matt Ryan or Joe Burrow then against the Baltimore defense. That's closer than it normally is, Wes. Normally it's a snap call for Joe Burrow. Normally I would say Joe Burrow, you know, by miles. But the matchups, I mean, Miami's secondary just got beat up by Jacksonville last week, right? (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah, I don't know how healthy they're going to be. I haven't checked to see if uh, Xavier Howard and the other corner are going to be back this week. If they are, then I'd probably go with Burrow. If they're not, then I'd go with Ryan. How's that?
0: That that's fine. Baltimore just beats up on people at home. They're really on fire right now. It, it's a tough call right there. And and how about Ryan versus Lamar? Then Lamar's clearly the number one quarterback, right?
1: Yeah, especially that Cincinnati defense. I mean, I would definitely take Lamar there. Yeah, I mean, you saw just to back check real quick on on why I'm skeptical with Burrow a little bit. You saw what Baltimore just did to Justin Herbert last week. Yeah, oh yeah. So if, if they could do that to Herbert, they could do it to Burrow.
0: Would you think about sitting Burrow, like in a redraft league, because people might have Matt Ryan or Tua to be able to choose from. Would you think of of sitting Burrow this week to start either Ryan or Tua?
1: Not for, I don't think I would for Tua. I might for Ryan, but probably wouldn't. I'm actually having that debate in one league where I have Mac Jones as my Uh, backup to mm -hmm. Joe Burrow. And although I don't think Mac Jones is anywhere near as good of a quarterback as Joe Burrow, Mac Jones gets the Jets. So, you know, it's something that I'm considering, but I'm still going to probably ride Joe Burrow. It's hard to it's hard to do that. It's hard to do
0: something like that. All right. uh, We're moving on to running backs here in this tier. Would you rather have a Cleveland Brown running back? All right. Now, that's that's tough to choose from right now. Or a Miami Dolphin running back who I don't know who that would be.
1: Yeah, and and just for that Cleveland situation, I think it's gonna be shared. I think Dearnest Johnson's gonna get the traditional running back role where Demetric Felton is gonna be a pass catching role. So they might actually split and kinda eat at each other's value. So I, I don't know. Again, we think this game's gonna be sloppy, but it's hard to trust any Miami running back. You saw Gaskin two weeks ago go off and then last week be non existent. So I, honestly, if I had the opportunity, I probably wouldn't start any of those guys. But I know it's it's this buymageddon week where every mm-hmm. good player in the world is on buy, so you might have to start one of these guys. And if that's the case, I might go De'Andre Johnson and hope that he gets enough value, enough volume to to pay off some value.
0: Sure. And, and he might be worth a shot in DFS lineups. Don't, just don't put him in every single lineup. Uh, I, I guess, if, especially in the showdown thing, maybe be a little contrarian if you're entering into some tournaments because everybody's going to want to stick him into the captain spot. All right. Uh, let's go with the Cleveland Brown or a Baltimore Raven this week. JB, that's, it, it, you know, you got, you got a three headed, four headed monster back there.
1: And an old monster, too. That's like 2016's (laughs) finest right there. You look at all three of those guys that scored last week, and you feel like you're in a time capsule. Like, what year are we in right there? With Le'Veon Bell running for a touchdown, then Devonta Freeman running for a touchdown, and of course Latavius Murray. It's like, what's going on there? But you know one of those Baltimore Ravens running backs is probably going to score this week. So if we're going Cleveland running back or Baltimore running back, I'd probably say Baltimore running back, but good luck picking which one. Yeah, I think Freeman actually. I don't know he he looked a little speedy. He looked a little jumpy last week a
0: little bit, but I you know what? This is something I saw last week. How many teams lost last week against like you know for the like the Chargers for example that are on a bye week this week. You know, because like the Chargers, it looked like they didn't even show up last week at Baltimore. It looked like they left their luggage at home and they were planning on going and getting it in a couple hours. That's what it looked like (laughs) to me. Uh, So just thinking ahead of that this week, I I need to look at that a little bit more carefully as I do other podcasts. Uh, Would you rather have a Baltimore running back or a Denver Bronco running back?
1: A Denver Bronco running back. I mean, Cleveland is good, but they're good against the pass too, so... I think Denver's probably going to look to run the ball. The problem there is that it really is a 50-50 split. I mean, those yep. guys are legit 50-50 split there. Like, there's no 60-40. It's, it's straight down the middle most weeks. I think Javante Williams is the more explosive back, but Melvin Gordon's not going away. Nope, nope, not unless they trade him. Let's hope they trade him, okay? For, if, you are, if you're if you a Javante Williams
0: uh, shareholder, let's hope they trade him. Uh, would you rather have a Denver or Javante Booker this week?
1: I'd stay with a Denver running back there. I don't know if I could trust Booker. He had a decent volume last week, but then you saw his touchdown get vultured by Penny. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I think Carolina's defense isn't as good as people were selling them to be the first few weeks of the season against bad opponents, but I still think they're a pretty decent defense.
0: All right. Booker or Carolina running back. I I couldn't remember his name, JB. And I'll be honest with you. When I started looking it up, I'm like, I don't want to know his name. I want CMC in there as the Carolina running back.
1: Well, Linda's going to hurt you for saying that because Linda loves Chuba Hubbard. He's an Oklahoma State guy, which, by the way, I am now an Oklahoma State fan. I've been converted. I didn't have a college football team, really. So she's kind of recruited Coop and I because we're both Northeastern guys and we don't really have football teams up here. So she's recruited us both to be Oklahoma State fans. So because of that and because of the good role and him showing that he's productive, I'm going Chuba Hubbard there. Well, and and the head coach has said, you know what? I'm tired of Sam Darnold throwing the ball 50 times. We're
0: going back to the ground and pound game. And you know, the Carolina Panthers. That's where they kind of hung their hat on last year, is hanging around in every game and and giving themselves a shot in the fourth quarter. And it seems like this year they've gotten away from that a little bit after their three and zero start. So I think that they're going to return to that. So you're right, Chuba might have that good game. Chuba or Mix in this week against the Baltimore Raven defense?
1: Yeah. That's a tough one again against this Baltimore defense, but I like the volume I'm seeing from Mixon. I like how Cincinnati's kind of committed to getting him involved this year, so I'm going to go Mixon for for that volume. But it's close. It is close. He had a good game last week. He looks really good. He looks really fresh right now. I don't know what it is,
0: but I like old Mixon right now. I traded for him in a league uh last before last week where he didn't explode, you know, so it was good to have him on my team last week. All right, here. I don't Jay J- I What world are we living in, JB? Because I'm asking this question, and it doesn't seem right. Would you rather start Mixon or Cordero Patterson, JB?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Joe, I'm going to start by saying Joe Mixon. And I am starting to come around a bit on Patterson as a fantasy football player, but I still refuse to consider him a running back. I think he's a good gimmick player. I think they could split him out as a wide receiver. They can get him involved in the passing game out of the backfield. So he is a valuable fantasy contributor, but I'd still take Joe Mixon over him
0: here on the Fantasy Magnet podcast, it, you know that I excel in looking down the benches and going, hey, that guy's got a possibility, right? And I remember saying early in the year, JB, it, it may have been our pre-draft episode or whatever, that Cordero Patterson has a tendency to eat into the running backs uh, before him, like Mike Davis. And last year it was David Montgomery. And I'll be, if he hasn't just tore up all of Mike Davis's shares this year, uh, Cordero Patterson. I'm happy for the guy because he really does try real hard. All right, so we got you got Mixon. You got Mixon over Cordero. I think you're wrong. All right, <laughs> let's go to the wide receivers, JB. Would you rather have a Cleveland Brown this week and Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield with one arm thrown to him, or a Carolina Panther with Sam Donald in their newfound running game?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's going to be DJ Moore. It's got to be DJ Moore. And I'm surprised you have DJ Moore so low on this list. I have a feeling I'm going to keep bringing him up on this one.
0: Well and and he's and he's at the he's at the with against the Giants and the Giants have a tendency to stifle some of those wide receivers whenever they play him and you know I I think that this is going to be another one of those games that's just going to be ugly. I think it's just going to be ugly and I, like you said all those drops last week Sam the 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 coach coming out and I don't think he's going to allow Sam Darnold to throw it over 20 22 times. DJ Moore may get every single one of those targets but I just I got him real low this week. So that's my, that's okay. my reasoning. That's my reasoning. Okay dj or a miami dolphin against the atlanta falcons
1: secondary oh see that's tough because i liked what i saw out of waddle last week and i actually started waddle in one league Mm -hmm. over like significant players like i started him over mike williams which in a vacuum is like what's wrong with you but it ended up being a great strategy um and i think that tua has that connection with waddle and that's what i expected to see last week and we saw it so Ah man, I want to stay DJ Moore because I like DJ Moore a lot. But I think that the volume's going to be there for Waddle in a matchup against a bad defense. So I think I'll give the edge to Waddle there. I I, am, I agree with you, and that's Waddle is one of those guys that was out there for a lot. He got a lot of the target shares, and
0: and he's got that connection with Tua. Here's my here's the next one: Waddle or Denver. Uh, wide receiver. And I I don't know that I accounted for how sloppy this game is going to end up being on Thursday night whenever I did these rankings. But man, Teddy Bridgewater, he he gives Cortland Sutton a shot and Cortland Sutton's been coming up. He gives Tim Patrick a shot. I I don't know. I just like that, that receiving core in Denver.
1: Yeah, I do too. And Tim Patrick was a guy who I've been advocating for people to pick up for weeks and hopefully they finally did because he's playing a good role. And I don't know how long that'll last with Judy coming back, Mm -hmm. But I hope that it continues because he has excited me. But I think they kind of eat at each other, both him and Sutton. I don't think Teddy's going to be, you know, throwing a lot in this game. That's going to be kind of a low scoring, sloppy game. So although I do like Sutton and I like Tim Patrick, I think I'm still going to go with the volume that I expect from Waddle over those guys this week. Waddle
0: or a Baltimore Raven wide receiver? I, you know, the possibility of Baltimore and Cincinnati being a little shootout, a little mini shootout, I think that's there.
1: I do too. And I think that Lamar has really improved as a passer this year. So I think I would probably take Hollywood Brown here, just, you know, hoping it's one of those games where he decides to catch the ball and not drop it. Now you see why I have DJ so low.
0: Now you see why I got him yeah. lowered. All yeah. right. would, you, would you rather have Hollywood or Shepard, Sterling Shepard, who, what do you have, 17 targets last week? And I think he's the only wide receiver that's playing on the New York Giants this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Carolina's secondary, obviously, is a bit banged up, uh, trying to get their, their feet back under them. So I think there is good potential volume there for Shepard, which is something that Hollywood Brown doesn't always get because he's got Mark Andrews underneath taking a lot of the targets away from him. So, in a PPR format, I might lean towards Sterling Shepard here for the volume. I, I might too. I don't know is Sterling. Sterling Shepard's the right
0: name, right? He's not the old yep. Green Bay Packer you, uh, guy, is he? Uh,
1: no, Sterling, Sterling Sharp. Sharp.
0: Okay, you know how how my brain works. All right, Shepard or an Atlanta Falcon wide receiver going against a team that gives up 47 fantasy points, which is first to wide receivers in the Miami Dolphins?
1: Yeah, and I just go back to watching that Dolphins-Bucks game on Sunday morning two weeks ago from the hospital room with the baby in my arm and just watching Tom Brady just pick them apart. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to, although Ridley hasn't done much this week, this year, I think he had that extra week to rest after sitting out the previous week with the injury, and I think that I'd have to go with Ridley here to bounce back this week. Ridley or a Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver? I'm gonna stay with Ridley because those Bengals receivers could go either way. Obviously, Chase has looked phenomenal, but that Baltimore defense, again, we saw what they did last week to to Los Angeles. So I am a little wary against that defense this week. It could be a letdown game for Baltimore. It could be end up being a shootout, like you said, but I think I'm gonna stick with Calvin Ridley there with less competition for targets.
0: Yeah, I think I wrote down Cincinnati first. Like at the top of my list, it's hard, it's hard to do put ranking rankings are tough. Okay, I'm yeah. going to say this. Rankings are tough. And I think I went, okay, I'm, I think Cincinnati's probably the best one. I put them up at the top. And then when, as I worked my way from the bottom to the top, I was going, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Then I went, I got too many scribbles on my page already. All right, this was an interesting one for tight ends. Usually tight ends are pretty boring.
1: But uh, w- would you rather have Ingram or Huzama? Ingram. Ingram? You mentioned, you mentioned how that wide receiver core is banged up, so he's got to get targets. You would think. You would think he'd have a lot of drops this week. Ingram or <laughs> the Carolina Panther, whoever tight end. Ingram. Yeah, I, I think I was thinking. Tommy Tremble. Tommy Tremble's a gimmick guy. You know, they'll use him on end rounds and whatnot, but I don't trust consistency enough from him. No, he
0: should have been at the bottom. I think I was thinking Dan Arnold was still there, and then by the time I wrote it down, I went, oh, he's not there, and I said, oh, I got enough <laughs> scribbles. All right, Ingram or a Cleveland Brown tight end. And this is interesting because We always talk about how quarterbacks that don't have a lot of experience will lean on the tight ends, and that's what Case Keenum has. So maybe the Cleveland Brown tight ends, because they don't have really any wide receivers they trust, uh, and I don't think they're giving, I don't think Keenum's throwing it 55 yards on a Hail Mary to Donovan Peoples-Jones this week. He might lean on those tight ends this week.
1: Yeah, he might have to, and and that's the key there, having the backup quarterback, right? Less likely to take those shots downfield. So Uh, I might actually lean to Najoku here. Or
0: even if Baker is banged up and he's got that hurt shoulder, he can't heave it down the down the field like that.
1: So that you know it, that's why I ranked him a little bit higher. Uh, and yeah, Baker is Baker is out. They did rule okay. him out. Um, and it is the opposite shoulder. I believe it's his left shoulder that has the torn labrum, so right. Uh, it's not going to affect his throwing, but it's going to affect him, you know, overall for sure.
0: Well, it, that that affects accuracy down the field. That affects a lot of things. I mean, uh, I I don't know. Whenever I was a kid, I was taught to point with the football with with one hand this way, and that's where you're going to go with the direction of yep. the football the other way. You know, so it's it does have a lot of. It, I mean, it's symbiotical. I think I made up that word, JB, but you Ooh. know what I mean. Hey, would you rather have uh Njoku or Giseki this week? The Atlanta Falcons give up 16 points, which is third most in the NFL two tight ends.
1: Yeah, and, and Gasicki it has been coming on ever since like week three. So I'll go with Gasicki here. I was a little bit afraid last week that it was just something that he had with Brissett. But mm-hmm. Tua went to him, you know, I think he he had 9 targets last week, caught 8 mm-hmm. of them and went over 100. So, uh, I'll I'll go Gasicki there. This gets tough.
0: Gasicki or Pitts this
1: week? That is tough. That is tough because we just talked about the volume that Gasicki gets. Um Pitts also got gets a bunch of targets, so But Ridley will uh, be back this and week and Ridley and Gage might this week. be back. Exactly, and that's what's going to swing me towards Kiseki, I think, with less competition for targets. And Cordero Patterson will be there, JP
0: uh, Kiseki <laughs> or Noah Fant this week, who give, who's going against the Cleveland Browns, who do give up 15 points to tight ends, which is like, you know, fourth fifth, something in there.
1: Yeah, and, and Fant looked good last week, too. Another guy who got a bunch of targets. I mean, you, these tight ends, you don't expect to get a bunch of targets, but you just talked about three guys who got like 10 around 10 targets in their last game. So we don't see that that often. So this one's tight between Fant and Gasicki. I think, uh, again, it's probably going to be a lean towards Gasicki just because there's less competition for targets there. And I think that the Denver game is going to be low, lower scoring than the Miami game.
0: I, I think it's a tough decision between Cleveland all the way up, uh, even Pitts throwing it in there. All right, so Gasicki or Mark Andrews. It's got to be Andrews, right?
1: Yeah, it's got to be Andrews in the game that you've talked about probably being a shootout.
0: All right, here we go. Next tier, JB. Fantasy Coach JB on Twitter answers all your start-sit questions, DFS questions. Just hit them up over there. You can also hit me up, and I'll direct you over to JB at Loafinit on Twitter. You can also follow the show at Fantasy Impact Today, Today with a little underscore. Our next tier, woo-hoo-hoo! Kansas City at Tennessee, JB. Kansas City oh, so much fun. New York Giants, uh, Jets at the New England Patriots, the Redskins at the Green Bay Packers, and Detroit. Versus the Los Angeles Rams in a revenge game,
1: Jamie. A revenge game. All right. Uh, You're fine, so, Wes. You're fine. You called them the Redskins. You haven't oh, done that all year.
0: You're oh, fine. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I've been working out. Oh, you said fine. I thought you said fine. I thought you said fine. All right. Would you rather have? I put down. Who did I put down? uh Mac. Mac. I didn't mean Mac. Mac. No. Mac Jones, I spelled it wrong. I put a K at the end of it. Uh, Mac Jones or uh, Wilson, Zach Wilson, in the same game this week. Uh, the Wash, the New York, New England Patriots give up 24 points, which is a lot of points to opposing quarterbacks. I think it's first. I don't know if I wrote uh, uh, that's least. I don't know what I wrote down there. JB, ignore what I just said. Would you rather have Mac Jones or Zach Wilson this week?
1: I would go Mac Jones there. Zach Wilson struggled against this same team in week two. He, mm-hmm. I think he only had like five or six fantasy points and threw four interceptions. So yep. I, I don't expect that to happen again, but he definitely struggled against this team. And I know Belichick obviously takes advantage of things like that. So I think the, the Patriots defense is going to be geared up to stop him again. So I would go Mac Jones here in a, in a better matchup.
0: Yeah, Patriots are desperate for a win too. Mac Jones or Jared Goff. Goff is going against those Los Angeles reps that only give up 15 points to opposing quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I'm not going against that defense. I'm staying
0: with Mac. <laughs> I don't blame you. Mac Jones or Taylor Heineke, who goes at 17 fantasy points. Do the Green Bay Packers give up to opposing quarterbacks? Unless my guy Fitzpatrick is ready to go, JB.
1: And I don't think he will be this week. I think Heineke still starts another week. Um, and he's been struggling, man. He, he hasn't looked good um i think i'm gonna stay with mac jones there just because i don't trust i mean they were even talking about starting the third string this week so I, i don't i don't trust heineke he's looked good but he's looked bad lately
0: yeah, I don't know why I put Mac Jones. I guess against that Jet defense is just on a bye week and everything. I, I, that's why I had Mac so low. Plus, Mac just hasn't come out and set the woods on fire. He just does enough, you know, just to kind of make him fantasy relevant a little bit. I guess I don't know. I I, I didn't like any of those quarterbacks to be honest with you. Mac Jones. I think I I think I want you to pick between any of the four. Mac Jones or who who do I have there? Who's that guy? T A something maybe? A O. Tana, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill this week against those Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs give up 22 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, and that's why everybody loved Heineke last week. Everyone was talking Heineke up in DFS against this Chiefs defense, and he did nothing against them. Tannehill hasn't done much either. He kind of mm-hmm. saved his his fantasy day last week with a rushing touchdown, but he's not throwing a lot, Wes. He's, throwing, he, he's had under 30 attempts in three out of the past four games that he's played. He's only thrown two touchdowns in the last three games. So Mm. I'm a little worried to start Tannehill because obviously this offense lives and dies by Derrick Henry. And even though Kansas City is not a good defense against the pass, I still think that there's not enough volume to trust Tannehill. And I might give the slight edge to Max still. Okay. Well, I had Mac at the bottom. Mac, now this is going to get interesting.
0: Well, not really. This is easy one. Mac or Mahomes. But my top three was really hard to choose from. I I guess you're going to go with Mahomes right then. Uh, No doubt there. So I'll ask you this. Mahomes or Stafford this week? Who's going against the team that gives up the second most points in Detroit Lions against opposing quarterbacks? They give up 25. Would you rather have Mahomes or Stafford?
1: That one's close, and that's a decision you would hope that somebody wouldn't have to make, right? You would well, hope yeah. that you wouldn't have both of those guys in your lineup because both of those guys are getting fired up in these matchups. You worry that Stafford might, you know, throw the ball less because they could take a big lead on Detroit and end up, you know, handing the ball off more and getting Henderson mm-hmm. involved. So. I think for that reason, I would give a little bit of an edge to Mahomes there in a game that probably has. I didn't look at the total West, but it's probably close to 60, isn't
0: it? It's got to be close to 60. I haven't wrote down the totals yet either, but it's got to be up there because uh, Kansas City can't stop the run and Tennessee can't stop the pass. So (laughs) that's going to be a fun game. I I look forward to it. So who'd you say? I'll go Mahomes. Okay, Mahomes then or Aaron Rodgers against that Washington Redskins de- uh, football team's defense <laughs> that just doesn't look really good right now.
1: Yeah, that's a surprise. That's one of the biggest surprises of the season for me is how bad that Washington defense has looked. And Rodgers has, has been better, but I, I still think I'm going to go Mahomes here, West, because sure. I think it's just going to be a higher scoring game. He's going to have to throw more. I mean, Rogers really last week in in a game that you, was highlighted by his rushing touchdown and him barking off in the stands at your fans, which was great.
0: Talk about that,
1: yeah. But he only threw the ball twenty three times. He threw for yeah. under two hundred yards last week. So I, I I'm gonna give the edge to Mahomes here because we know they throw the ball, especially with their running back issues. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let's go there.
0: Oh, would you rather have uh, that for running backs a Jet running back or a Patriot running back? i go Damian Harris. What if he doesn't start? What if he doesn't play and it's Stevenson back there?
1: Uh, then it's pretty much, I mean, Stevenson's in line with that slew of Jets backs. I mean, I guess you can consider Stevenson and Michael Carter as, as the conversation, as the debate. I do think Harris plays. I think he starts. But, uh if it's between the two, I mean it's it's pick your poison there. Pick you know, I, I think Stevenson has a decent role. If Harris doesn't play, Stevenson will have good volume. So I would still go Patriots.
0: Yeah, Stevenson's a good stash, bench stash if you hunting running backs. He's he seems to be taking away all the passing work from Brandon Bolden or anything like that. So uh that I'd, I'd stash him. Would you rather have Damian Harris or Washington Red a football
1: team? I keep doing it, JB. You should have pointed it out. <laughs> You haven't done it all year. What happened, Wes? <laughs> hey, I don't know.
0: It's, it's it's been a long day.
1: I'm a little worried about Gibson this week. I, you know, he went for the MRI which kind of worries you and he didn't practice in Wednesday's practice or but he also didn't practice last Wednesday and played too. So, I'm a little worried that there's more being than being let on here. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't do much last week. He had a, only 10 carries last week, so I might still give the edge here to Damian Harris. Yeah, I don't blame you. And let's not forget the football team is, they're they're, they're
0: not doing very well. And they're hanging their hat on Gibson, not only for this year, but also, you know, he, he's going to be their franchise running back. And I don't think that they're going to want to risk injury in a year where there might be just, a, they may be ready to punt the year. You know what I mean? So any of those backup, I think Patterson is his name. He's he's like the third stringer, but he he's one of those guys that did really well in the preseason and stuff. So just if you're desperate for running back help, look down the bench there in the football team's bench locker room. How about
1: I I keep saying football team? It sounds really wrong. maybe. (laughs) I know I can't wait for them to have like a real name again. I think that's coming next year, I hope. But it's so hard to call them the football team. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it is it, it it is uh would you rather have them or who did i put here d will d d will who's that in kansas city oh yeah d wilkin kansas city i don't know which d will it is but it's a d will
1: isn't? It? <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be daryl williams yes, and it's hard damien. because daryl daryl and damien both getting their opportunities Obviously, Damian had the COVID issue, but they're both getting their opportunities here. And it's hard to distinguish which D Williams we're talking about here. But they're
0: both still wearing red helmets, too.
1: You know, it's tough. It's really tough. (laughs) And Darryl looked good last week. Darryl actually uh, had two touchdowns last week. And again, this game could be a shootout. So I think that he'll be involved in that game. I think that, you know, he can catch passes out of the backfield when he needs to. So I, I would probably go Williams here. Williams or Swift, who
0: is going against that Ram defense that's only giving up 20 fantasy points to opposing running back backfields.
1: Yeah, it's a tough matchup, but I don't think they're going to be able to throw much against that Los Angeles defense. So I think Swift's going to have a role as a runner and as a pass catcher, which we've seen his explosiveness out of the backfield as a pass catcher too. So I'm going to go with the superior talent here in DeAndre Swift.
0: Now here's a tough one. Swift or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going against the Washington football team. They they've only they they are giving up the second lowest amount of fantasy points to opposing backfields with 19. 19.
1: Yeah. Eh, I'm oh. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go Jones. I think they're going to have a lead. I think they're going to let him run the ball. AJ Dillon's been involved more than we'd like, but Jones has still been productive. I think he had 21 fantasy points last week on limited attempts. He didn't even run 20 times and he didn't score a touchdown either, and he still put up twenty-one fantasy points. So I, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones there. He's just he's a guy who I think is going to be heavily involved this week, and and he'll probably find the end zone this time. Jones or Henderson? Henderson. I love Henderson. Yeah, yeah, I do too. They Every time up. I argue with, with Kevin Tompkins about zero RB stuff and he's all like, oh, you're all your mediocre running backs. JB loves drafting mediocre running backs. I'm like, bro, I'm doing well with my, my Daryl Henderson fourth, fifth, sixth round shares I've gotten. So you can keep that and, and I'll be happy with my middle tier running backs or whatever you <laughs> want to call them. <laughs> Would you rather have
0: Henderson or Derrick Henry this next week?
1: Derrick Henry. How could you not after seeing that guy, man?
0: Yeah, I, he's I, so fun to watch. I, you know, there's going to be, a, I, I'm, I'm putting together a thread on Twitter of things that I'm not going to believe at next year's draft rooms, you know? And one of them is gonna be Derrick Henry's too old and had too many carries the year before. That's one of the things I'm not gonna believe when people try and tell sell me that that line this next year, JP. Derrick Henry is just
1: as a stud and we gotta believe it until we don't see it anymore.
0: Okay. So I Derek hope Hen-
1: he plays as long as Frank Gore played, man. I want to see a long, <laughs> illustrious career out of Derrick Henry because he's just so fun to watch. He looks like he's playing against minor league players. Like he just yeah. looks so much bigger and stronger than everyone. Did you see the play last week where a safety had to come up and tackle him one-on-one in the open field? And the guy, like, he he went down at his legs, but almost, like, prayed for his life on his way down. (laughs) And he's
0: so fast when he gets going. The the head of steam, whenever he gets a head of steam, it's amazing. All right, uh, wide
1: receivers, would you rather have a Patriot or a Jet? Probably Corey Davis, because I think the Jets are going to have to throw the ball a lot davis
0: or a washington football team receiver i'll go terry mclaurin there okay terry mclaurin's really been disappointing the last couple of weeks I, I don't blame you for saying it because we're used to saying it but man that's that's just tough uh terry mclaurin or a titan wide receiver this week
1: i'll go a.j brown in in a game that's supposed to be a shootout a.j brown looked good last week and he's really good after the catch to get those extra yardage for us so i'll go a.j brown
0: this is tough. AJ Brown or Cooper Cup? Gotta go Cooper Cup. Okay. Well, that may not be tough, but the top three are tough. All right. Cooper Cup or I put McCole Hardman. What a goober I am. I was, you know, but I put McCole Hardman there <laughs> instead of Tyreek Hill. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. 46 fantasy points do the Tennessee Titans give up in the secondary to opposing wide receivers? Cooper Cup is going against the Detroit Lions who give up 45 fantasy points, which is third. Uh, Tennessee Titans are second. Which one do you choose?
1: I'll go with the same reasoning that I use for the quarterback debate between these two okay. teams. And the fact that I think that Kansas City, Tennessee, is going to be more of a close game, kind of a shootout type of game where Los Angeles could get an early lead and sit back. So I think Tyreek's going to have to be more involved throughout the entire game than Cooper Cup will. So I'll lean Tyreek.
0: All right. Nicole Hardman then or Devontae Adams?
1: Um, hmm.
0: It's hard not to pick Devontae Adams there. It, it's hard, but I, I know Tyreek Hill was the guy that you chose there. It's really hard to do that because we know that Tennessee Titans secondary is so banged up. But for DFS purposes, you know, I like to stick one of those wide receivers in there, and I guess we'll have to look at the price. But but they're both going to be probably reasonably priced uh, next to one another anyway. It, it's tough to choose between those two.
1: Yeah, and I think I would, even though I think Tyreek has good opportunity for volume there he still has kelsey there he has those ancillary pieces there whereas adams doesn't have much to compete with there in green bay and washington's given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this season so i think the matchup is great for Devonte. and even if rogers doesn't have to throw a lot i think Devonte will be a good chunk of what he does throw so i'll give Devonte the lean there and figure he's going to score at least once
0: would you rather have from tight end purposes a titan a Tonyan, a higby or a hawkinson A Titan, a Tunyon, a Higby,
1: or a Hawkinson? Probably a Hawkinson, who's been disappointing. But I mean, I I just keep going back to the fact that they have to get him involved if they want Mm -hmm. to have any success. So I'm going to give Hawkinson the lean there. I'm
0: just not sure they want to have any success at this point. I didn't know how they would react after their coach was crying on uh, the press conference the other week. And they reacted <laughs> terribly. And now he's come out and he was fired up and he said, golf has to play better. Golf has to play better. So do other people. So now he's gone the opposite way. I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know how the team's going to react to that. Interesting to look at, though, uh, how coaches try and play the different dynamics uh, in their locker room. Would you rather but, have a—
1: Hold on, Wes. Real quick, before we move on from that, I just want to point out, Hawkinson— in the first couple of weeks of the season, when they were kind of competitive, you know, week right. one, they played a close game against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He got 11 targets, caught eight balls, put up 25 fantasy points. He got nine targets the second week. Then he got two targets, eight targets, three targets the following three weeks. And they went back to getting him 11 targets last week. So I think they're realizing hey, if we want to compete in football games, we have to use the guy who's probably our best receiving option on the field. Whether he's covered or not, they have to throw the ball his way. So I think for volume purposes, that's why I'm still sticking with Hawk.
0: This is a tough one. Hawk or Ricky Seals-Jones? Did I say that right? Who? But here's, yep. the, here's the reason why it's hard. And I know he's getting 100% of the snaps and all that stuff. Uh, But the uh, Green Bay Packers only give up 10 fantasy points to tight ends, which is the third lowest in the league. So I'm just, I'm kind of going, like you said, Hawk has got to get involved. They got to keep him involved. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I might still lean Hawkinson there because of the volume factor. Ricky's been a good waiver pickup for people who's picked him up the last couple of weeks. Like you said, he played... All but one snap in the past two weeks. Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago, they played 83 offensive snaps, which is crazy. And he played 82 of them. And last week, he played every snap. So I think he's in there. He's going to be utilized. But he's not getting a ton of targets. Last week, he only caught four passes. He did score the touchdown, which saved his fantasy day. But I think there's going to be more volume for Hawks, so I'd lean that way.
0: Okay. Would you rather have Hawk or Henry? Henry is going against the New York Jets, who give up 18 fantasy points, which is first in the league uh, against tight ends.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to go with Hunter Henry there. He's looked good. He's put up double-digit fantasy points for three weeks straight. He got in the end zone three weeks straight. So clearly he's a target for Mac Jones when they get into the red zone. So I'm going to trust that he continues to look his way, and Henry keeps producing for us.
0: Henry or Kelsey?
1: That's I, I. I know that sounds so silly, but
0: man, like you said, Hunter Henry has just been so involved each and every week. Kelsey's been
1: kind of flat lately. He's been flat. If I, if, you know, Kelsey can be flat. He's been flat. It's because he hasn't been scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's only has one touchdown in the past four games. So that's kind of why Kelsey's looked flat. But he's still getting targeted. He had double digit targets the last two weeks. So I, I, he's going to be heavily involved. And it, it's it's not close for me. It's it's Kelsey.
0: OK, that, you know, something else I've been thinking of is tight end worth a top two ground draft pick. And I know, you know, we talk about point differential and everything like that and redraft re- leagues. And Kelsey usually gives you that. Waller usually gives you that. Uh, those those top kittles usually give you that. But but this year it doesn't seem like that's So.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kelsey does still give you that positional advantage. He scored 17 or more fantasy points every week, but one. So I think he does still give you that positional advantage. The other guys, I'm not so quick to to draft in the first couple of rounds. If I'm drafting at the end of round one, beginning of round two, and Kelsey's there, I took him a couple times this year, and I'll probably continue to do so next year. I mean, if you think about it, if we were to redraft the season right now, he'd be a first round pick. I mean, the rest of the tight end group is just not doing it. Outside of one big week, Waller's not doing it, Kittle's hurt. Hawkinson's not doing it. So it's really a huge advantage from Kelsey to the next guys. So I think Kelsey still gives you that and it's still in that consideration. But I wouldn't pay up for any of the other tight ends at this point if I'm not getting Kelsey.
0: Well, and I bring it up because I wonder if towards the end of the year, we're going to start seeing tight end numbers inflate a little bit. Which we just need to keep that in mind as we approach those redraft leagues next year that maybe those numbers are inflated because right now nobody has separated themselves as the number two tight end in the league. And there's been many a number two tight end that I would rather have than trying to spend up for a Kittle or a Waller or a Hawkinson, somebody like that this year where you can get so much other points in different positions. So it's just something I'm thinking about, just something yeah, I'm thinking I mean- about, JP.
1: Look at it, Wes. Look at who the number three scoring fantasy tight end is this season. It's a guy who is probably not being drafted in most leagues and Dalton Schultz. Wow. Number five, five, Dawson Knox. Wow. You know, you're talking about guys that weren't even being talked about in draft season that are number three and number five currently in tight end scoring.
0: Yeah, Gusecki's got to be there. And before it's all said and done. O.J. Howard will be there, too.
1: All right, our next little tier, Philadelphia
0: and the Raiders, Chicago and Tampa Bay, Houston and Arizona, Indianapolis and San Francisco, and we will throw a bonus game in there, the Saints and Seattle. All right, you ready for this one? We'll move through this one pretty quick. I can't believe I'm saying this for quarterbacks, JB. Would you rather have Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears' number one draft pick in the league, who's putting up about eight fantasy points per game? Or a Houston Texan quarterback, which might be Tyrod. Right it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. Would you rather have a Houston Texan or Justin Fields? Oh, it's terrible.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think they did come out and say Davis Mills was going to get the start this week. But against that Arizona defense, who's played incredible, I'm going to take Justin Fields. And Fields' matchup against Tampa's secondary is not very bad. I mean, Tampa's secondary is still banged up. They're not as bad as they were a couple of weeks ago. I think that was your window to attack the Tampa secondary. They're getting a little healthier, and those, those replacement guys are starting to get their feet under them. But I still like Fields' matchup better than Davis Mills' matchup. Okay, whatever. But you gotta have. This is this question next. Then. Fields Wait, hold or, on. How have we not talked about my team playing your team this week? We're going to destroy you, bro. I know. That's why we haven't <laughs> talked about it. That's, I know. I know the outcome, and I,
0: I'm not very excited at all. I hope it's the only thing I, I'm rooting for. Tampa Bay, JB. Because I want Nagy out of there. That's I'm. I'm rooting for Tampa Bay, a hundred to nothing. I don't care at this point. Hey, <laughs> Fields or Geno Smith?
1: <laughs> oh God,
0: I'm going Fields. And I'm by the way, I, I, I messed up on the, on the, what I what I messed up. I messed up on something where I said the Washington football team or something, some, one of those things it's, it wasn't the Los Angeles Rams. It was the new Orleans saints giving up 18 points to whatever fantasy thing. So that's my bad. I'm not going back and editing that out, but, uh, would you rather fields
1: or Geno Smith? I'm going to go fields. Cause they, they showed <laughs> Seattle showed last week that they're not trusting Geno Smith to throw the ball a lot. they relied heavily on the run and it, it, Pretty much kind of got their offense going in the second half of that game having the run. So I I don't think that there's going to be enough value from Geno Smith, enough volume there where I think Fields has a better matchup against a little bit of a banged up secondary. So I'm still going Fields.
0: And the reason why I said it is because the Saints give up 18 fantasy points to running backs. So like you said, they're leaning on the running backs there in Seattle. We saw that come to come to fruition in the second half last week against Pittsburgh, and they really had their way against the Steeler defense, but I don't think they're going to have their way this week against the Saint defense. Gino may be forced to throw. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I'll trust it. I like so
1: far how you're ranking this. Justin Fields or Jimmy G? Justin Fields. Colts defense is, is pretty good, too. I, I, I don't think that Jimmy G is going to come back from injury and light the world on fire. Jimmy G is kind of a game manager as it is. So I, I'm still going to go with Justin Fields here. But
0: are you playing for the? Are you want uh, uh, to look? I know the fields is playing for Chicago. Do you think he's playing for the Tampa Bay defense?
1: Is that why you keep ranking up so high? No, I mean it's it's a plus matchup, and you're Bears not giving see, me oh, guys that I could pick them oh, that I could pick oh, ahead oh, of them. Yeah, I, I think yeah, man,
0: <laughs> you know what this is? This is the polar opposites right here in the fantasy magnet thing. We're <laughs> we're opposing right now because I think Fields is going to do terrible, and you're like, hey, he's going to do better than these guys. He's going to do better than these guys because you're looking at it like, oh, the Bears might be a game. I know you didn't.
1: You said he was going to get stomped. All right. Fields well, or- Tampa Bay's given up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Yeah, so but it, they it, haven't it,
0: run across Justin Fields yet. Justin Fields is terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> they, they're going to give up. I mean, they're going to skyrocket to number one after this game, JB.
1: Oh, man. You, you Chicago fans are funny, man. You guys were, were crowning him the next Pat Mahomes in the offseason no. and going, how can you possibly start Andy Dalton over our, our savior, Justin Fields? And now all of a sudden, week seven, you're telling me he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was never on a Fields. I wasn't opposed to Fields. I liked that Dalton was
0: starting to give Fields a, a little bit of time. I, I don't know. I you know it was, it's it's tough to say. You're right. Very emotional. Very emotional. Nagy has us on a roller coaster right now. A Raiders victory a couple of weeks ago has us on a roller coaster right now. We see all the circumstances that they uh, were running up against in the Raiders locker room last week. So, or two weeks ago. So that's that. That kind of explains all that. Look, they're they're a bad team. They're a bad team. Allen Robinson wants out of there. Khalil Mack wishes he could get out of there. It's just really hard. Right, just just moving on. Fields or Winston? Could you please get Fields off my? I don't want to talk about them.
1: Sure. I'll go Winston there. Seattle's secondary is bad. Winston's coming off a bye. He's well-rested. They'll probably work in some some new plays there or whatever they're going to do on a Monday night football game. So I'll go Winston there. Are you happy? Fields to the moon, JB. <laughs>
0: would you, Winston or Carr this week? That's a tough one.
1: Um, I'm going to go Carr. Carr's look really good. And, and last week, in a week that I thought that that offense would struggle, with all the nonsense that's been going on there behind the scenes, they showed that they were still going to commit to him. And he was still going to be the guy he threw for over 300 yards and two touchdowns. So uh, I'm still going to go with him against that Philly defense. It's not very good. Carr or Carson Wentz this week. I think I'll still go Carr. Wentz looked great two weeks ago. He didn't do much last week. He had a couple of big plays, but he lost Paris Campbell. Now he got his boy T.Y. back, which was Mm -hmm. nice to see. But it's just not enough passing attempts there. I think he only threw 20 times last week. So I think for volume purposes, I'll lean Carr. Okay. Uh, Here's Carr or Jalen Hurts. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. And I think as long as Hurts gets involved with his legs, he could be a better fantasy quarterback for us than Carr. I think Carr is going to have more passing volume, but I think Hurts has more fantasy upside. So I'll give a slight edge to Hurts.
0: Philadelphia's got that tough secondary too. I just they can they can buckle it down every once in a while. All right, so so Hertz or Kyler, Kyler, right,
1: Kyler or Tom, Kyler. Uh, I think Kyler gives you that versatility with his legs, and he's got a better matchup against Houston. Even though Chicago's defense isn't what it once was, it's still not. It's not a terrible defense. Well, yeah, but Justin Fields is going to keep him in there all by himself. So that was going to be a shootout.
0: Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> All right, I like Tyler Murray there as well. All right, next one. We're going to running backs here. A Houston running back or an Eagle running back or a Seattle Seahawks
1: running back? Um, I'd like to say an Eagles running back, but they don't like to say they're running backs. They don't oh. like to call their numbers. So <laughs> um, I'd probably lean Alex Collins there. We talked about how they kind of relied on the run. Um, in New Orleans is, is pretty good against the run, like you said. But uh, I don't know, because Collins is battling injuries, up. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. He he's, that's... he played the workhorse role and played it well, but he had that hip issue late in the game. I mean, Pete Carroll's saying that he thinks that he'll play this week. But, oh, man, what was my other option? Houston. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
0: <laughs> tough. All right. What are those three or the Chicago backfield? Which is a is a cluster as well because you got Williams maybe possibly playing and then uh what's his name last week? He did a good job. I mean we're down to the third and fourth street running backs and all ah, that terrible, JV.
1: Yeah, and I can't trust a backup or a no. backups backup to run against Tampa. Tampa's okay, running defense rather- is the best in the league.
0: <laughs> Seattle, Philadelphia or Houston or San Francisco forty nine are running back.
1: Here's where I'll go, Elijah Mitchell, and I'm going to okay. flag plant on Elijah Mitchell as being a possible league winner. I think he he comes out this week off the bye, asserts himself as the lead back in that backfield, and ends up taking over that role. Okay, so we wouldn't play any
0: of those guys, not in DFS or anything. We'd go into Elijah Mitchell here is what we do. Elijah Mitchell or a Raider running back?
1: I'm going to stay with Elijah Mitchell. I think okay. seeing how involved Drake was last week scares me off of Jacobs and knowing that Jacobs is still technically the lead back scares me off of Drake. Yep. And and I don't know that Drake had a lot of volume
0: last week, but yes, uh, you can get out and catch a little thunderbolt. That's that's what that's what Drake does each year. You know, he just catches a little bit of he gets a hot streak going and then he gets hurt and so then you don't have to worry about him anymore. Elijah Mitchell or an Arizona running a backfield, and they're going against those Houston Texans that Give up 34 fantasy points to opposing running backs, which is first in the league.
1: Yeah, and they'll probably be playing from ahead most of the game. So the predictive game script will have them running the ball more. Um the problem there is, is that's also kind of a split backfield. You know, James mm-hmm. Conner's kind of been the guy who who's been scoring the touchdowns, but Chase Edmonds has also been involved. So it's not like he's gone away. They're both kind of cannibalizing each other's value I mean Edmonds only ran four times last week so that kind of has me leaning towards Connor who carried much more than him I think he had like 15 carries last week and mm-hmm. Edmonds is a little banged up with his shoulder so I, if that's the case and Connor's gonna have more volume in a game that they should be running a lot I might give a little bit of an edge to Connor here
0: yeah Connor for sure I, I agree with you Connor or Uncle Lenny who's really taken that backfield all to himself
1: yeah, he has. He's really taken over, and that's that's a draft day bargain there, where you got Fournette. Yeah. Um, oh man, I think I'd, I'd probably have to go Fournette here.
0: I agree with you, Lenny or or Taylor from Indianapolis against the Forty Nine er defense.
1: Mm, I don't know. That's that's tough because you want to just say Jonathan Taylor, like you're, you're, you 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 want to say Jonathan Taylor. But the <sighs> I game think script is going gonna be to
0: be Lenny uh, killing the clock, too, in Chicago.
1: Yeah, it, it could be. But I, I still think I'm going to go Taylor. He's, he's gone over 100 total yards three straight games. So he's in a little bit of a role right now. So I'm going to stick with the hot hand. Taylor or Kamara against the Seahawks? Kamara. They should get enough of a lead. He'll be involved as a pass catcher and as a runner. So I think he'll be heavily involved.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's tough. Uh, after the bye week, I don't know what the... Who, who's the vulture there? Who, who's the quarterback tight end vulture? Oh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, he's probably he's probably healthy enough to vulture some of those Kamara touchdowns again this week. Wide receivers,
1: a Houston or a Bear? A Houston. And, and I think Cooks is just a PPR machine, so he gets involved no matter what. A Houston or a Saint? I'll stay with
0: Cooks. Okay, Cooks. You don't know where the ball's going with New Orleans. It's, it's exactly. Uh, Cooks or Raider?
1: Same situation. You don't know which Raider is going to step up, so I'll stay with Cooks. I think I'd rather have Renfro out of all the Raiders wide receivers. (laughs) Uh,
0: Cooks or an Eagle?
1: Uh, Probably Cooks. Probably Cooks, because I like Devonta Smith as a better wide receiver uh, but uh, in like a role that he well, should be stepping up in. But he's mm-hmm. not really getting the volume that I'd like to see there. So I, I I just think Hertz does too much with his legs. They don't get the running game involved. So I, I'm going to st- stay with the volume that I'm going to get from Cooks. The only thing is they're going against the Arizona
0: defense, which is, you know, top in the league almost, I, I believe, real close to it. That's that's why I had Cooks rank so low, because I don't know if the quarterback's going to have any time to really throw the ball. So I, that's why I ranked them so low. Cooks or a niner? plus plus I keep saying that and I was like it doesn't matter you know if I got to play any of these guys I'm in trouble you know
1: yeah and I start cooks every week in a couple of leagues that I have him in mean, just because you sure, know he's he's to. the only man on campus there so you know he's got to get the volume but in this situation I'm going to go with Debo Samuel coming off the bye getting double digit targets like every week so I'll go with Debo Debo or a Seattle Seahawks
0: that's tough.
1: Yeah, and, and you want to say D.K. Metcalf is a better wide receiver than Debo, but Debo's in a better situation right now. Yeah. Geno Smith not throwing a lot. I'm worried about D.K. for the next couple weeks, so I'll stay with Debo. Yeah, that's really hard. Uh, uh, would you rather have
0: Debo or Colt? Debo. And, the, uh, and he's going against the Niners, so the Colts Colts against the Niners. Tough. Debo or a Buck this week?
1: I'd go with a Buck. Um Tough Let's to win. pick which buck, but you know, yeah, I, I always, I always lean Godwin because I just feel like he's the guy who you know. it, it runs all the different routes, stays on the field, can play inside outfield. So uh, inside outside, excuse me, it's got playoff baseball on the mind. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'd give the lean to Godwin.
0: Yeah, we all know Godwin's your favorite, JP. You don't have to make excuses. We know, we know. Uh yes, but Antonio Brown is always the cheap the, the, it seems like he's the DFS bargain each and every week. Uh would you rather have Godwin then or a Cardinal?
1: And, and Hopkins. It,
0: it does. A revenge game. He's catching at least two touchdowns, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Him and Watt are gonna go off this week. <laughs> All right, so tight ends. I don't like any of the tight ends. I'm not even gonna mention their names. And I know the dude Mo Ali Cox has gotten a couple of touchdowns here recently, and he's kind of fantasy relevant. But Indian uh, San Francisco only gives up eight fantasy points, which is the least in the league to tight ends. So I guess I'll say Mo Ali Cox or Goddard, is if he's off COVID uh, list.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go Goddard there. He's got a boost in value with Ertz being gone now, so I'm gonna go Goddard. Goddard
0: or Ertz, and here's the here's for me the Ertz the Ertz thing is a new team. They want to get him involved. They want to throw him a touchdown. Hey, we just brought this guy in, uh, so maybe
1: an Ertz will get a touchdown this week. Or it could be a hey, he's still got to learn the playbook. You know, we'll we'll work in a couple of packages for him with limited routes that he has learned in the past week. So. Right now, I'm not as eager to put Ertz in the lineup until he kind of gets familiar with the offense and with Kyler and gets some more okay. practices under his belt. So I'll still go Goddard. Goddard or Waller? Uh, I got to go Waller. I, I do like Goddard a lot now. I think that he's kind of moving into that top tier of quarterback mm-hmm. of tight ends. But I, I got to go Waller here.
0: I got to see him be able to withstand the volume that he'll get. You know, I, he's just... He's one of those guys, man, Yeah, always seems to get injured. Uh, Goddard or a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, tight end update from you with either Gronk or uh, I guess I guess it's not Cameron Braid. It's going to be O.J. Howard.
1: Yeah, and I had an O.J. Howard in my DFS article last week. I I saw him being the guy who was kind of taking over the the Gronk role. Um, Word rumors are that Gronk should be back this week. But Chicago's pretty good against the tight end, whereas Waller's matchup is a lot better, where Philly's not very good against the tight end. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with Waller, even if Gronk's back. Wow.
0: You know, I did did notice one thing about O.J. Howard is that uh, you went Waller. Okay, Waller it is Uh, with uh, with with O.J. Howard. He just looked comfortable in that offense. And Tom looked very comfortable throwing him that ball. If O.J. Howard is out there. They may be thinking about giving Gronk a little extended leave just to save him for the playoffs, JB. Yep. That's that's yep. my feeling. All right, now, last ones here. Lamar, uh, would you rather have Lamar, Mahomes, or Kyler? Who's going to be the number one
1: quarterback this week? Hmm. It's probably going to be Lamar, and wow. it's, it's normally Kyler, but I think his passing volume will go down a little bit against Houston this week. I think Mahomes is going to be in a nice shootout with Tennessee, so I was really debating between Mahomes and Lamar, but I think Lamar gives you more of that dual threat in another game that we talked about possibly being a shootout, so if both games are a shootout, I'm going to go with the one who can give me more with the legs. JB, we have three running back names up on the board. You got to give me one answer here.
0: Who's the top rated running back after week number seven is all said and done? Mixon,
1: Henry, or Kamara? It's between Henry and Kamara. Um, I got to go Henry there. I'm just uh, fascinated by what I saw watching him live last week. In all
0: all. three answers on the board, J.B., three seconds to answer. Would you rather have this week the number one wide receiver on the board, a Ridley, an Adams, or a Hopkins?
1: A Hopkins in a revenge game.
0: (laughs) Number one tight end after week number seven, J.B., will that be Mark Andrews, Travis
1: Kelsey, or Darren Waller? It's probably going to be Kelsey, but I'm going to say Andrews to get the pairing with Lamar. (laughs) all right all right
0: i can tell i can sniff out a little dfs flash hey jb (laughs) good job i don't know how in the world we run through all those things in the time that we do but i appreciate you making the effort and taking the time to be able to do so thank you so much for joining us here on the fantasy magnet podcast on the fantasy impact today network follow jb on twitter at fantasy coach jb follow me as well at loafing it on twitter but more than anything else everybody we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today